Welcome back to Engage Podcast. We have our new series called Leader to Leader, and today we have a very special and dynamic couple, Anthony Roscoe and Marissa Jovenal. Say hi, everybody. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, thank you. you do anything fun today? <laughs> get it, just, just the normal, get up and, uh, you know, get moving, run to the gym, you know, get my coffee. And it's nice to be back out into the community after everything mm -hmm. and uh, just seeing people and being able to work out around people again. Um, you know, it's been, uh, what, about three months. So we've just been doing basement workouts and basement lifts. And, um, you know, it, 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 played the, it played the role and it did the part well for us. But um, you definitely miss that community component of being able to get back out and uh, just see people, mm -hmm. you know, with energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. definitely agree with that. It's it's nice to be around around the people. So you two are all about making connections with others, and yeah. I see you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see you have a, a nice T-shirt on. Why don't you go ahead and, and tell me about the, the Roscoe um, Physiotherapy, which is. Um, so I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I've been practicing for a little bit over nine years now. Um, have a couple different components of that story, but uh, we're here with Marissa, who's my beautiful fiance and my Aww. wonderful support system. And um, long story short, we went out on our own and uh, she pulled away from her job in corporate marketing and I pulled out of the uh, healthcare system and said, we need a change of pace, a change of life um, that you know, there's better ways that I think we can serve people and uh, find fulfillment and happiness. So we started our business, Roscoe Physiotherapy, which is uh, outpatient physical therapy. And it's been a wild ride for the last <laughs> three years, to, to yeah. say the least. Um, and as you said, just making connections with people on uh, a level that, like, I always felt deep down inside um, I was drawn to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we'll probably talk about this today, but you have certain periods in life where you feel uneasiness. And... Um, you're, you can't quite identify why, but it's really just God kind of pushing you in direction and telling you that this is where you need to go and you need to challenge yourself and do something different. So, mm -hmm. you know, we did that. It started out as, uh, you know, literally just wanting to leave um, the positions that we were in and find a room and just start to treat. And now it's a it's a thriving, I would say, not so small business at this point. We have um, five employees. We're you know, looking for six and seven and just growing at a very fast pace. That is fantastic. Now, where exactly are you located in Hermitage? We are um, in uh, the building across from the BP, kind of a uh, cat corner from Olympic Roller Rink. Mm -hmm. So it's the one that is known for the LED signs, <laughs> which <laughs> sometimes there's some good quotes on there, but we do not put them up. Uh, the, the building owner, uh, Dr. John Volko, is, uh, he's the one, the originator of that. So Yeah, it's on the corner a, of Keel Ridge and State yeah, Street. Big support of our so. business. That's fantastic. So you mentioned um, you, you were in school for, what, nine years? It took you nine years to get here? Yeah, I was, I was very non-traditional. Um, my, my story is pretty funny, actually, because like it, PT school is actually notoriously hard to get into um, for acceptance. They say it's second only to being a veterinarian. And um, I have my bachelor's of science in psychology. So 
I kind of skirted my way through school. Um, I, th I finished in five years from my undergrad. I transferred from Youngstown State to Slippery Rock, and I was getting ready to graduate, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to do next? I think I'm going to go to PT school, right? Mm -hmm. So I go into the graduate admissions office and have a meeting, and this lady just looks at me, and she's like, you are not going to PT school. Like, <laughs> you're a senior in college, like you're getting ready to graduate. This is what people plan for um, when they're sophomores in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to do all these different prerequisites, and get all these different volunteer hours, make connections, you know, resume builders and all, all these different things. And uh, I don't know, at that point in time in my life, I was very drawn to that. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go for it anyway. And um, I started taking my uh, prereq classes. I had to go back to school while I was working. And um, I took uh, physics and chemistry, anatomy, physiology, um, just all those things I needed just to be able to present on my application for uh, consideration. So... I applied to five schools after I'd done all that. I went to different clinics. I volunteered hours. Um, and I got accepted to four and waitlisted on one. And um, I stuck with Slippery Rock in another three years, and the rest was history. Fantastic. And that, cool. that, that led you to, to being, uh, you know, where you have your, your passion and your purpose. And so um, speaking of, of, of God's leading in your life, you referenced your... your um, Beyonce, mm -hmm. correct? So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you met? <laughs> well, um, when I was working in my first couple of years in uh, outpatient physical therapy, um, one of my uh, coworkers, uh, Lynn Renwick, she actually works for us now, is a PT assistant, but they had gone to high school together and were friends. And um, she said, oh, hey, my friend Marissa, uh, she thinks she tore her hamstring. You know, can you check her out? And I said, yeah, just have her, have her come in and swing down and take a look at it. So she came in. Um, she was on my schedule. I saw her for like a couple times in a week or two, and then she kind of fell off my schedule. And, you know, like the setting I was in at that point in time, you'd see like 50, 60 patients a day. Okay. It wasn't like what we're doing now. So um, I'd lost track, and we eventually met back up at uh, Planet Fitness when I saw her at the gym. And we just started talking and... You know, started she, working out together. She was, she was smitten from there. She stood me up on the first time we were supposed to work out together. Oh, no. Actually, I don't she, think I did. She denies this, says, but yeah. When, yeah when I, have, to work and I have a selective memory, though. I was all like, yeah, Lynn, uh, you know, got to work out with someone tomorrow morning. And she's like, oh, okay. You know, so like, I kind of like, you know, joked about it all day because it was her friend. And yeah, 5.30 in the morning, she was supposed to meet me at the gym. And wow. I showed up. and uh, You stood him up at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. That's yeah. a double insult. I know. He and got I'm up early. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, you know, because, you know, the guy's like, well, it's 5.40. She just probably got up late. Then it's 5.50. And it's like, all right, well, I'm warmed up. I'm just going to start getting this <laughs> stuff. Then it's like 6.35, and you're like, uh, okay, yeah, I, I don't think she's coming because I've got to go to work in 10 minutes. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Came our became our routine though. Once we started yeah. dating, we would meet at the gym early and work out, and and it was became a building block for I sure. think our relationship in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's still it's a big foundation in our relationship. So, mm -hmm. did you pull your your hamstring? Is that what it was? <laughs> it was a much less severe injury than oh, okay. I thought, but I was in you had a sciatic, terrible pain. sciatic irritation, which can feel like you just tore your hamstring <laughs> off the bone. So, it was a little bit of nerve irritation um, from a back issue and. Got it fixed up. She's, oh, good now. She was doing the insanity. Okay. Uh, see the, like, yes. the workout DVDs, I do. which mm -hmm. uh, is a very good lead generator for us usually um, because it gets people uh, nice and injured when uh, <laughs> they're not quite prepared for that level of activity. Okay. We get a lot of calls which for that stuff. was my case, yeah. Uh, so speaking of um, people getting hurt, I, I was uh, jump roping, and I have to preface this 
to make everyone know that I'm. This is a manly jump rope. This is a heavy, what a weighted jump rope. Like the type of rope you use to like climb in like gym class. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for giving me the. Yes, exactly. That's heavy. Right. And so I've used yeah. this thing for like 15 years. What I would do is I I would alternate between a regular and that. Mm-hmm. And um, la- about three weeks ago, I came down directly on the rope, and I really hurt my ankle. I have or had, I don't know, I'm still in the process of dealing with a high ankle sprain, and I sent Dr. Roscoe a picture of it, and what did you, what did you uh, rate it? <laughs> so the, the, eight, the 8 out of the 10 is, um, 8 out of 10 ankle sprains are the ones that you had, so we call that an inversion sprain, ATF ligament. Um, so that's when the foot turns in and pushes out, mm-hmm. and uh, you get all that big pocket of swelling like you got on the mm-hmm. um, anterior lateral portion uh, of the foot. So it was... Uh, yeah, eight out eight out of ten. Not not clean. It would still connect it, so we couldn't give it a ten. Okay. <laughs> now, are you gonna like go back to using like a normal jump rope, like normal human beings use? Well, so not after you're done with us. Yeah, I, I yeah. you'll be bumping it up. That's to what an I'm even bigger about. jump yeah. rope. All yeah. right, all right. I'm. I don't know. Focus is gonna. You know, you're gonna get in that room with me for the hour, and the focus is gonna change. So we're gonna we'll talk about some stuff, and we'll uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna set the vision to the future of where you're going to go. Really? Look at him! Wow. Really? Okay. Like how I kind of walked you through the church and had a vision for the church. Right. Yeah. You're gonna have a vision for my life. You have to. That's I'm gonna say it right now. I'm liking that because <laughs> I need someone to kick my butt. We all do. We right? all we do. all need accountability. Wait a second. So you know important. what's you know what's cool is we're sitting here talking, Anthony and Anthony. I'm June 9th, he's June 10th. Yeah. Which is weird. There's, there's a weird pot, I'm telling you, yeah. from that 9th to the 11th, like this whole, there's a weird pocket of birthdays in there. Like, you know, Joe Montana was born on, I think, the 11th. Really? Wow. Greatest quarterback ever. Let's just leave that. <laughs> no comment. No we're comment. Cleveland fans. I okay. can't say anything well, that's about fine. That's fine. quarterbacks. That's fine. Um, in my office is a litany of 49er things. I saw it. Everybody <laughs> loves everything about me except for when they get in there and they're like, there's one thing I wish I can change about you. Wow. That's, that's your team. Um, <laughs> there's so much funny. good culture. I mean, 49ers have a great winning culture, though. Yes, and, they do. I mean, like, if there's one thing you take from sports, uh, culture and leadership. Absolutely. And I mean, the Browns are probably a good example of that. Of It starts at the top and... When you have strong leadership at the top, um, that tends to trickle down and you have success. And when you don't, it's uh, constant turmoil and turnover. You're exactly right. So, okay, so with that, um, talk to us about uh, leadership. Do you have any, any kind of uh, proverbs or quotes that, that you sort of live by as a standard? I mean, I have a, I have a couple. Um, I mean, one that's all, and I don't even know where it came from. It's always kind of stuck with me in my head since I was like, probably even before I became the person I am today, was accept the cross, lay it upon your back, and overcome. Mm. Like, that's always been something that I feel like, it, it just pops in my head and um, often and reminds you about uh, being uncomfortable and being put into situations that maybe you're not uh, necessarily happy to be in at the time, but they're very, very important for your growth. And uh, and not only, and once again, not only for yourself, but for everybody around you, you know, which is the leadership aspect. Um, another big one that we find ourselves saying often is find a way to say yes. Mm. Um, that's, that's another huge one. Uh, wake up in the morning till the time you go to bed um, with service being, uh, you know, first and foremost in the front of the mind. Like how, how can you find a way to say yes today to make a big difference in someone's life? Even when, like I said, even when you don't feel like it, when you're sick, when you're tired, when you haven't slept much, when you have a million things on your list to do. Um, mm. How do you just keep pushing forward with it? Mm-hmm. I like that. I love both of those. Yeah, that's really good. Marissa, do you have any? 
Um, I guess I can't think of anything specifically off the top of my head, but one thing that I think a lot is, um, <clears throat> I guess, strong over everything. And I think that's something that I've carried from um, the gym and, and uh, lifting culture into my life. And as a woman, um, there's a lot in the world that will, I guess, for anybody tell you how to be or feel or look or what to do. And for me, as long as I remember just to be strong and put my focus on that, then I'll always kind of be moving in the right direction. Um, Love it. So that's a big one for me mm -hmm. personally. So you reference as a woman, right? How do you think that that's different as a woman than for a man? Um, <laughs> I guess that's a loaded question. And I guess it depends on what avenue in life that we're talking. But... I would say for a woman as far as in weightlifting or what do you, what do you mean? Well, in, in reference to, um, I guess, in your line of work. Sure. Um, I think my experience as a woman in, you know, more corporate positions in life in general and now in our job is that um, you're constantly at a table with men um, and I have a strong personality <laughs> and that's something that over time it can be welcomed and embraced or it can be looked down upon mm -hmm. in a way that um, not all men respect it in the way that you guys do or, or would. And so I had to learn to just approach things from that perspective and also um, learn a way to communicate and bring myself to situations in a way that um, would be received and not like was too emotional or too overpowering mm -hmm. or that I was trying to like prove my point because I'm a woman, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. I think that can happen too where you're just yelling for the sake of yelling so you can be heard. Mm -hmm. So those are just things as I've grown and gotten older and learned to navigate different situations. Um, I've I've had to learn to reel it in but still be myself. Sure. If that makes sense. No, it, and it I makes guess total maybe sense. that's a long-winded answer, but um it's very easy for me to be emotional and be very passionate, but that doesn't always come across in the way you intend it. Sure. So I've gotten myself in a lot of trouble too. I, <laughs> you listen, know? So that's the fine line, I think. It's like you, a dichotomy. You're Italian? Yes. <laughs> and you know, Slovak. Yeah. And so, there's no, there, yeah. You're talking in Italian Greek, mm -hmm. right? So I know exactly what you mean. It's yeah. funny because not connected to necessarily the male-female side. But for me, I had a real revelation um, when I was back in the leadership studies, when we studied uh, uh, Aristotle's three modes of persuasion, mm -hmm. logos, pathos, and ethos. And... Um, when we got to the ethos, the world's perception of you, your ethic, right? That was a huge turning point for me. And I've shared this with uh, Seth before. There was a, a, um, a drawing in the book. And the drawing was a room full of people. And there was a presenter in the front. Now, every person sitting at the table had a little bubble coming out of their head of what that person's, their perception of that person was. Mm -hmm. And then the person presenting had a bubble, and his perception was like a guy like making a muscle, you know, mm -hmm. like how Anthony likes to pose and all that. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, flexing. Mm -hmm. But other people had different perceptions. Like one was a clown, one was, you know, show off, mm -hmm. whatever it was. And it was just really powerful because it was the first time I considered what is the perception that I'm constantly giving off? Yeah. And, um, first of all, there are people that, A, they don't even think like that, they never have that thought in their life. 
But what I like about what you said is, instead of just, when you, when you were aware of it, instead of just ignoring it, like, well, that's too bad, that's who I am, you're wise enough <laughs> and strong enough, seriously, to sort of tame that in and alter those things. Mm-hmm. You're not changing who you are. You're just being wise with who am I going to be in front of. Yeah. So I think that's great. Yeah, that comes, I think, with just growth, maturity, life experience. I didn't always, I definitely had a phase of life where I was like, this is who I am and you're not going to change mm-hmm. me. And, you know, but that I feel like is a really weak cop out mm-hmm. because like you are who you are, but no one is born perfect or having all the answers. So if you're not open to being humbled, um, especially by God <laughs> for me, um, and, you know, maybe your significant other and mm-hmm. things like that, then you'll get to a point in life that you can't get past. And you'll miss a lot of opportunity for growth and experience and success because you were too ego-driven and self-focused that you couldn't get past that. And that is a constant struggle. Um, it, it is a constant work in progress. You can probably attest, you know, to that. Obviously, I've learned so much of that from you. And that's like the greatest blessing of being with you 24 seven, Anthony, is that like, he's a challenging leader and that he, um, he doesn't ever, I wouldn't say let you settle, but he just has a way of cultivating more from people because Mm -hmm. he believes in you so much that it's hard not to like believe in yourself. And he's that way with me and our team and his family. And that's so cool. It's a very, um, admirable quality. And I look up to that very much. So, um, it's made me a better person, um, definitely, because I think in life, like, not everyone will just tell you, like, hey, you're being a jerk, mm-hmm. or hey, like, you said this, and it didn't quite come across right, and I know what your intentions were, but, you know, let's try to reel it in a little mm-hmm. bit. But, and, the, but uh, the cool thing is, is, is what I'm hearing, though, is is somebody could do that, but the intentions are mm-hmm. to hurt you or to put you down, yeah. whereas this is, I, hey, you can be better. To right? build you There's up, so yeah. much more. Mm-hmm. And so building someone up mm-hmm. and seeing someone's potential, right? And that's so cool because, first of all, we lack that in society. Mm-hmm. But it's so nice that you found somebody yeah. that he, he believes in you. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I would be willing to change for someone that says, I see the best in you. Yeah. So next Wednesday, <laughs> right? Yeah. New vision of Anthony Cloditis. I love it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, with leadership too, like you you cannot talk to two people the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be able to adapt. And as you said, with the perception of how people perceive you and your communication skills have to change in order to actually get the best out of a person when, um, you know, that's truly what you want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as we talked about the principles book earlier, the Ray Dalio book, um, one of the, my biggest takeaways from that book uh, that I brought into our business was radical transparency to expedite growth. Um, you know, so in other words, when, like she said, maybe she's saying something to somebody and it's not being perceived, which I know how she meant it to be perceived, um, just maybe based upon that little bit of deeper understanding of the communication aspect and bringing that to the table, bring it to the forefront in front of everybody uh, for the sake of growing faster and getting to that next level um, mm-hmm. at, a, at a quicker pace so we can really grow and help more people, you mm-hmm. know, like meeting that bigger mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really at the core of everything. And that's how, you know, we built and added members to our team is, um, people who do have that willingness to um, set their ego aside and grow for the sake of, like he said, our mission to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's really at the heart of everything that we do, and we believe really strongly in that. Um, and 
now our team is able to change like lives. Mm -hmm. It's really inspiring to watch and Mm -hmm. we can just kind of step back and they, I mean, they're all amazing in their own ways Mm -hmm. and they have relationships with clients and it's, it's really cool to see that spread. Yeah. The cool thing with that too, like from my perspective, you just almost feel like a proud parent of like, like being able to bring that to somebody Mm -hmm. and like, you know, most people in life never get that experience. Mm -hmm. They don't even, you know, they they don't believe in themselves enough to be able to Mm -hmm. think that they can make a difference in people's lives like that. Right. And when you take somebody along through all that, all that turmoil and stress and all the challenge that, you know, comes with a growth because growth is uncomfortable. Um, Change is very uncomfortable and most people don't uh, adapt to change nicely or greet it you know, is being something positive in their life. But when you make it to the other end and you see that person succeeding and believing in themselves and all of a sudden they become a leader, it's like, wow, like this is this is the path to success. Like, you know, life can never be about you. It has to be about what you bring to other people. And that's where like you you get the fulfillment. Like right. it just hits you. Right. Yeah. That's that, that's well said. I mean, even in the Bible, you know, Jesus was always reproducing himself. Right. And one of the, the craziest things that he said was, is, you know, when I leave this earth, Greater, greater things will you do. Like when you, th- wait a second, if you go back, <laughs> right. right, Jesus, like he just healed somebody. But he's saying, wait, mm-hmm. without me, greater things. And one of the takeaways from that is Jesus, when he was on earth, if you looked at a globe, was in one spot. But now through the influence and the conversion and as Christianity spreads, there's many Christs. So you get to you get to take that that mission and that ministry and there's that reproduction mm-hmm. and it just continues to go. And so your employees, once they share your heart and vision, it's like they're mini Roscos. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Disciple, <laughs> disciple Roscoe. No, that's, that's absolutely. I mean, that's absolutely what it is. And I mean, a lot of my, um, I mean, inspiration I, I take from the story of Christ. Like I, I feel like that's just one of the. I mean. There's just so there's so much there. Obviously, there's so much depth, and I mean, we all know the story, um, you know, the crucifixion, the crucifixion, and the resurrection. But like, I mean, really, really like meditate on that and think deeply on all the different things. And like, I mean, to truly just try to live Christ-like, you know. I mean, it's 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 as difficult and as basic as it mm-hmm. sounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, like, mm-hmm. there's just so there's just so much there of an inspiration that you can pull into your life, into your business, how you treat other people, how you handle adversity, um, and just make the world and yourself a better person, better place. Mm-hmm. So speaking of influences, you know, we, we looked at, of course, Jesus. But here on earth, um, talk to me about one or two influences in your lives. And, and after that, maybe if you can attach a quality, you know, to that person that sort of is now something you embody. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would say on my my mom and dad, for sure. Um, just like to... Two very similar but very different people at the same time. Um, my mom is literally the nicest woman you'll ever meet on planet Earth. Um, she's just taught me, like, just a love for life in general. Um, she's very much into uh, loving and caring for animals, which I feel like has um, taught me a lot. Um, just to have respect for all living things, you know. Um, she's a tireless worker. Um, she's just always just very, uh, very calm, soothing personality, always looking um for the best in people and always kind of offering that. Um, she's still, um, you know, in her mid sixties, she works at Walmart and she's out there preaching her ministry to people that come through, you know, and just trying to offer people, um, you know, positive thoughts and good insights and, you know, just try to brighten people's days. Um, I get a lot of inspiration from her. My dad's another one who, uh, very, very tough exterior, but, um, and she, very different personalities. And like my mom, 
my mom really brought me up through like the Catholic church. And my dad is not really a part of the church. Like that's something where, you know, I feel there's maybe like a little deeper resentment there. Like once my, um, you know, grandparents passed away in that where um, I've learned how to be like, I've learned that you don't necessarily need um, that anchor and attachment to religion to be a good person, you know, so to speak, where my dad exemplifies it in much different ways. And, you know, I look at him like he would do anything for everybody. Um, but he doesn't have that aspect of what my mom taught me on the other end of the Christianity and the Catholicism, you know, and I feel like having both of those, like that structure, but then also more of that, like, uh, just free spirit of good and giving and, um, genuinely embodying, um, you know, a good person has really helped to mold me into who I am today of, uh, being a little bit of both. Okay. Very good. So mom and dad, um, Marissa. This will make me emotional. That's all right. Um, no, I'm good. Uh, no, I'm fine. Um, I would say 100% also both my parents. In similar um, ways, like Anthony said, um, my dad is an extremely hard worker. Here we go. And entrepreneurial. So I've learned a lot of that from him, you know. Um, Don't cry too much. There's only one. Why do I cry? So. Oh, oh, yeah. really <laughs> uh, right. I'm good. Once it's I got good. past the it, first it, part, we make people uh, cry a lot. That's why there's no. Yeah, really, they're gone. Um, yeah, my dad's just a hard worker still to this day. He's 65. He still runs his business. He still um, just works in and no excuses for anything. And he's built everything he has from nothing. And I, I admire that a lot. Um, and also, just uh, he's an introverted person. Um, very quiet, reserved, and uh, just always doing, kind of, but isn't a real loud, outspoken, you know what I mean? And I learned from him, um, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason, shut up and listen. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. taught us that growing up, and I learned, and I, I've, I, I say that to myself every day, just to try to, you know, listen more than I talk. And then um, my mom also just really hardworking. She was a teacher our whole life, but she always worked other jobs. She always bartended or waitressed and like every holiday she would pick up shifts and, um, you know, just, just hardworking and would do whatever she could for us. Um, and also both my, um, grandmas, I think about them a lot. Um, we lived with my one grandma, grandma growing up, and she was very quirky, and she died of um, Alzheimer's. But I just remember, like, her fun side and her quirky side. And then my other grandma, my dad's mom, was, like, so silent. Like, she was tiny, old Italian lady, so quiet. You'd go, like, visit her, and, like, you might have, like, ten words said. But you know she was, like, the wisest person, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So um, those are my big influences. And Anthony. It's for yeah, sure. I was going to say likewise. You've too. definitely like um, changed my life. So I mean, I, th I think we've um, done a good job as a couple too in the relationship of like growing together and um, yeah, a lot of qualities that like when we first met. I mean, we I, there was a lot of polarity there. I think and um, like her personality <laughs> type and mine, and we've you know gone through that struggle of meshing together and really like meeting in the middle of that where she was like way more free spirited and did her thing, and I was way more like regimented and structured and. Um, she needed some more structure and I needed to loosen up a little bit. And over the years, like we've been able to like pull that, you know, to the center and, uh, you know, make that um, a forefront of our relationship. Mm -hmm. That's great. I think people look at, at relationships sometimes, sometimes and they say like, like we talked about earlier, you don't want to change who you are. But um, I think that's such a selfish really approach 
Um, and I guess relationships as you go longer into them, we've been together for seven years, they get more and more challenging to find deeper and deeper and deeper connection. You know, and initially you have like, there's always a spark in relationships. It's fun. You're learning new things and it, it's fun. And then a, a couple years in, you have to start challenging yourself to build a deeper connection. So I feel like that's where um, I see a lot of relationships don't thrive mm -hmm. because people get distracted and then they move on to the next thing. People don't work on them. And they don't want to like no. really do the hard work. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you need two people for that because yes. one, if you have one with that mindset, that's going to cause a major problem. But the cool thing about your relationship is is you're, you both have this passion for the same thing, right? The, the, the physiotherapy. Mm -hmm. But because you see people in your life, that gives you a lot of life to your relationship because it's not just this mundane life. You know, as people come in and out of your relationship throughout the day, those are things that you guys are talking about and working on. Yeah. And so that, that's going to help you too, you know? So that's really great. Thank you. Um, tell me about fun like what are your hobbies what do you do for fun <laughs> and don't just say sometimes <laughs> i'm like i i you love fun um, sometimes i mean working out like it's definitely like it's what i do for fun it's just what i enjoy it's it's my own personal time because part of that is like i i love like learning i love podcasts i just love thinking um that's my time to just break away from the world and think and grow and learn and listen to something new um i love reading a lot you know, obviously, me and uh, Anthony here both share, uh, you know, a passion for that and personal growth. I have um, another life of a past where I was a musician, actually. Um, I played guitar. My the whole funny story is always that um, I was in a band. We opened for Fall Out Boy at one point. And, uh, wow. And I was in my late teens, early 20s. <laughs> yeah. That's like your claim. claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, in a like, story like, yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. No, 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 I'm just like, don't talk about let, it. Let me ask this question. It. Is there ever a time where Fall Out Boy is mentioned? That he doesn't. Does he always tell the story? Like, I open for them? It always comes out somehow. <laughs> no. It's always How often does Fallout Boy get mentioned? <laughs> Ouch, Fallout Boy. I feel like that it was like a different life. And, you know, part of that, like, is yeah. my love for the gym. Where, like, the, the gym taught me, like, it, it pulled me out of more yeah. of that, like, like, party, have fun, like, not really have structure, not really have direction in life to, like, Oh my God, like this is all, it, the, the harder I work in here, the more results I get, the more it teaches me about discipline, about faith, mm -hmm. about commitment, mm -hmm. about loving something, like putting work into something and having fruit later on, not today. Um, you know, wait, wait, waiting to have that big result in life and just, you know, like learning to put in work. And um, I don't know, that's, the gym just brought me to be a better person. And that really shifted to become my love. Um, you know, that was about the time when uh, I was making the transition to start to go to PT school. Like it really was shaping me into this just like, person I didn't know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in a way of, like, structure and, and finding success. Okay. So we that's, that's like your, music. what is your, what's Marissa's phone? What is your, what do you do? What are, what are the hobbies um, you, you have? I like to, we like music, so we go to a lot of, um, actually, metal shows and concerts. Love the metal. We so are we metal. talking, like, Metallica? Um, metal that and heavier, yeah. Yeah. All across the board. Are you talking about, like, Pantera, although we're not oh, around? Yeah, yeah, Pantera. Yeah. Pantera. You're talking to a kid from the 90s. Okay. Here, so. the I, 90s I did see it. The, the church is going to be a little bit shocked with the next thing I'm going to say, but I was at, at a Pantera concert at one stage that in my life. That is awesome. That's with Biohazard and with Sepultura. I, yeah, we know oh, both well. Okay. Okay. So we can talk about that off the air. Yeah. That's why we sing so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got a lot of things in common in the background <laughs> we don't know about. Yeah. Um, yeah, we like doing that when, when we can. 
Um, I love just being outside. Um, I go to my dad's a lot and just, um, he's got horses and stuff, so go out there, walk, hang out. Um, and I like bringing people together, I guess. So mm. I have like a women's group and we like to get together and work out together and do stuff like that. So uh, quickly just tell always us, busy. Uh, tell us quickly about the women's group. Did it have a name? Sure. Who, who was it, what um, was that about? So basically when um, the coronavirus started, um, and the gyms closed down, I decided I was going to launch a virtual fitness group. And so that started on uh, March of this year. And each month we just have a group. Um, it's primarily women. There's some men. And um, we do live workouts together every week. We meet up and walk or run. Um, we do different, like, ask, ask the expert sessions and things like that. And it's, start, it's growing more and more. So now that this whole thing's over, we're going to hopefully be able to get together in person. Yeah. Is so, that something that you're open to having more? Oh, yeah, than, of course. Mm-hmm. And how would yeah. they, um, They could just find me on Facebook, um, and I could give them the information would probably be the best way okay. to okay. do that, that. That's fantastic. And that, that is another way of um, getting back into not just a hobby, but that, that mm-hmm. you're, you are there for, going back to your quotes, right, to saying yes and helping other people. Just another mm-hmm. avenue, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, sitting here with you two, I've known you for a while, but you two look great. And one of the things I admire about both of you is I see this alignment between what you are doing, right? What what you say and what you do. It's like you live it. Why is that important for you two? That's that's the standard in, in our life. I mean, and I've, it's life is all about maintaining the highest standard possible. And I mean, I'm a firm believer. Like how you run your household, how you run your personal life is going to be how you run your business. And I see that all the time with different doctors. And you know, you see the ones that have these you know booming successful practices that are all well put together. And you walk by their house, and it's like all well put together. You know, very nice, and you know everything just syncs up. So I think when you're passionate about something and you find the right thing that gives you fulfillment in life, um, it's easy. And I think that is something easy for us because we embody that. Um, we truly care about it, and. I, I know, like, and once again, it can't be about myself and me. I have to show up for other people. And yeah. I'm going to show up my best for other people when I'm making sure I'm getting in the gym in the morning, when I'm making sure that I'm in the best physical shape I can be in. Mm-hmm. When I'm in good physical shape, my mental shape is good, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's just part of the process of being able to bring my best and, um, you know, help people at my highest standard. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Well said. I think it's, um, like you said, it's also just living by example, and same thing with leadership or having a company or a team. Leadership is not telling people this is what to do. It's, it's doing it yourself and teaching them to do it with you and guiding them, you know, along the way and building them up. And I think that this is just another aspect. You know, fitness is just another part of our life, like Anthony's saying, where we just have to live that mm-hmm. and then in, in turn inspire other people to, you know, want to come along for the ride. And um, we just challenge, it's just who we are, and and we do challenge ourselves a lot in all areas, and it all goes back to faith and, like, believing that there's a higher um, purpose for your life, and I guess this might circle back, and maybe I'm going off on a tangent, but... It's why we left our jobs in the first place to start our business was like we both just knew this is not what we were meant to do for the rest of our lives. And what we were doing was fine, but like we just believed that there was more work for us Mm -hmm. and there was more people for us to impact. And so um, this is it's just another extension of of that mission to help people. I I, I love it. You know, one of the things we have a couple more questions here, but. 
you know, reflecting back in the scriptures, when Jesus first started his ministry, there was, you know, some of the people were, they, they were questioning him as, as meaning, are, are you the next Messiah? Like, are you the Messiah? Are you that person? And so, this is something that takes only a very short, it's like one verse in the Gospel of John. But Jesus responds to them and says, come and see. And you read right through it. But when you, when you call a timeout and pause that, it's so powerful. Because what he could have done, he could have said, well, let's start in Genesis and read through all this and, out, and, and look at all this. But instead, he invited those people, the, the potential disciples, into his home. Come and see. In other words, if you want to see who I am, come and live with me. Yeah. And you know what they did? They left and said, he's the real deal. There was that alignment. He is who he says he is. He mm-hmm. is that Messiah. But I love that idea because I, I see that with you all. It's not a show up here, do these things. It's I'll walk with you, but also when you look at us, we're living it. Okay? Yeah. All right. A couple more questions. Ready? <laughs> yeah, ready. ready. You ready for these? These are heavy hitters. Uh-oh. All right. So it's five years from now or ten years from now. We're sitting here. What has changed in your life? What, where do you see yourselves? <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be married, hopefully. That's <laughs> okay. I'm going to write this down. I know all goals got to be objective and measurable, right? So, <laughs> I mean, we'll be married. I think we'll have kids at that point. Um, I think from a professional standpoint, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see the growth that we're going to have because I really do feel like that we're going to branch out into different companies and do different things to be able to help and reach people. Um, I mean, even like this, this is something I would tell you, I'd feel very uncomfortable doing maybe even six months ago. Um, it's been, uh, that's been my next push is to really be able to like take what I've learned and get myself out there and get comfortable doing that and sharing with people. And I, I really feel like in five to 10 years, that's going to be happening on a much, much larger scale for us. And just the ability, we always say we want to, we want to be able to touch the lives of a million people. Um, you know, then that could be in any way possible, you know, whether that's, physically through helping them with their physical health or, you know, just mentally and helping someone um, in a different way. Um, We were looking at Jim Collins, you know, the books in the office earlier, and I believe that he has what's called the BHAG. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. BHAG stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Goals. Mm. And I just heard one from you, right? And that's Reach a Million People. So that's your BHAG. All right, we're five or ten years from now, Um, Marissa. Definitely married. We want to have kids. Um... And just uh, growing the business more to help more people. I always say, like, I feel like we're on like a, like on a rocket ship to the moon because our goals are huge, and <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna accomplish them. Um, we have financial goals. We have goals of the number of people we want to help. We have goals of employees and staff. How we want to grow that. Um, and then I definitely want to grow the fitness business and continue growing that as well because that's um, you know something that's changed my life in a lot of ways. So I want to help other women, especially, um, experience what that can be like. You know, going through things like being overweight, depression, anxiety, things like that are really big for me too. So just continuing to grow that side of the business. Okay. Yeah. Um, I. I have one final question, but I do feel bad that Seth... Do you have any questions you'd like to ask? Seth's been a great listener. Seth has on a shirt right now. I remember it. I'm loving it. I'm sitting here like... I I represent every bad choice. 
eating pizza 16, drinking a Red Bull. Yeah. We like the Red Bull. We like the energy hey, drinks. I'm going to tell you right now, as the medical professional here, there's nothing wrong with bacon pizza. It's a perfectly healthy I trust diet. you now. I trust you now. I put my life yep. in your hands. Let's go. I'm, I'm good. I, you, have, you have some knockout questions, sir. You're good we at do this. have good questions. I will say, though, I will say, you're having a good hair day. Am I? Yeah, I like it. I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. Like my it. hair, I'm doing the, the helmet because I haven't got a haircut like in five months. And Yours and looks good for not having yeah, a haircut. Yeah, what the heck? So, um, you know how people, when they grow their hair, like usually it, it like hangs like yours is, Marissa, I right? I blow-dried it. My hair is as long <laughs> as yours right now. <laughs> you remember Spaceballs in the, it was in the 80s? Remember Lord Helmet? Yeah. That's what my hair, it'll just keep getting like, it's just huge. That's amazing. <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> I love the 80s and the 90s references. Mm-hmm. All right, last question. Because these two probably don't get it. No, he, no I just laugh. You know, he's, he's pretty good. He's, he's open a lot of things, and I think he realizes that music today is just not, not that great. He's a big Metallica fan. <laughs> music nice. isn't that great anymore. Yeah, yeah. Probably 90% of the music I listen to is like 90s and older. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a big like Music Today fan. My wife yeah. makes like because my my wife is like America's top forty hits. <laughs> so music wise, we do not get along at all. And she's like, "Can you please 95 listen?" Nine. Yes. She's like, "Can you please listen to something that's like in like the twenty first century?" And I'm like, "Honey, you don't understand. Like this is the stuff that paved the way for the crap that you listen to now." That's funny. Yeah. That's me though. All right. Are you ready for the last one? I'm ready for it. Okay. So if we got. Uh, in a time capsule, when we went back in time, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, what what would you tell your former self? What advice would you give yourself? Man. Right? Yeah. It's, I, I, I love that um, question. I mean, it's probably something I do think about. And I mean, one, probably the first thing I'm going to say is I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I mean, there's a lot of mistakes that I made in my past that I feel like, um, I mean, you're looking back on where you're at now, you always look back like, I could have done things better here or there, but... All those things, you have to look at them from the perspective of they're there to make you who you are today. Um, You know, I would probably tell myself that you're very young. You know, even Mm -hmm. as you, in your 20s, you feel like you're getting older. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, probably the biggest thing for me was potential. Um, And we we went to a, like, before we started our business, we went to a mastermind and um, sat down with a couple business owners in this little, you know, paid thing and uh, kind of brought forth, like, some of our problems and, um what we were looking, looking to do. And uh, long story short, one of the guys are, who's still one of our business coaches today that we're heavily involved with, um, we talked about our current situation. He looked at me and he said, you're going to be a millionaire one day. And that always stuck with me because I was like, what? what? Like, I did not, you know, it, I never even considered it because, I mean, I don't come from a family of wealth or, mm-hmm. you know, people that had any sort of like financial success like that. And and that struck me because you, you don't realize how much potential that you have inside of you as a human being, as a person, mm-hmm. like everybody, mm-hmm. to literally do whatever you want to do. And when you like have someone that breeds a little bit of inspiration and life in you and you hear that, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that becomes an identity for you, mm-hmm. um, it changes everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's probably like if you can go back, and I'm just turned 37, go back to 25, 27-year-old me, you're probably like, man, you, you have so much potential, so much that you can mm-hmm. do with your life mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you just... If you just focus, stay disciplined, and think big, right? Yeah. You said, right? Very good. For sure. Um, mine would probably be uh, be kind to yourself. You don't have to be perfect. <laughs> you don't have to have it all figured out. You know, I was very much like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this career. I'm gonna, 
you know, and I felt like I had to always push and push and pursue. Um, and I guess I would just say, you know, enjoy the journey mm-hmm. because it, when you're a driven person, it is hard to um, not always be um, full throttle. And so for me, it would be, it's okay to slow down sometimes and just enjoy the journey. Um, but similar to Anthony's, you can do anything you want to do. Like you really, everyone has so much potential, but we do put um, self-limiting beliefs on ourselves. So just pushing past those. But I think you can't push past it till you go through the experience. So that's like the double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. You can't force your life into learning lessons. Mm-hmm. You just have to learn them and go through that experience. But be self-aware enough mm-hmm. to learn it. Acceptance, so it, yeah. Self-awareness is always yeah. a huge, um, mm-hmm. huge term in our house. You know, as yeah. you know, like you don't you don't get to where you know you guys are at without having introspection and self awareness, mm-hmm. being able to turn the mirror, the magnifying glass inward on yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, you know find where you need to grow at and accept the the, the discomfort of that for yes. change. Yes, that's ultimately what people gravitate towards, though. You know, if you're perfect and you go up and you try to influence people or lead people from a place of having it all figured out, no one connects with that, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you can be humble, like Anthony was saying, and, you know, really learn the lessons and then help others, you'll have more success, I think, in leading. So, I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, this, <laughs> this interview. This is our, our second uh, podcast here at Engage of our uh, limited uh, edition series where we invite uh, influencers and leaders in the community on for our uh, Leader to Leader podcast. If you live in Hermitage or the surrounding area and you have any kind of issues that you need taken care of, <laughs> go see Roscoe Physiotherapy. In fact, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a, a, a picture today, right, for to promote this. And then in a few more months, we'll take an after picture. Ooh. Oh, I right. Now, that's not like this. What yeah. You thinking like um, I feel like I shouldn't have said that. Like I'm nervous. <laughs> like September so 15th, September 15th, give it about 90 days That's there, fine. Like, All right. Nice. That's fine by me. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I've thoroughly Thank enjoyed you for having, having you us. on. Yeah. 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 We appreciate this is it. Awesome. I mean, I just want to say I appreciate you guys and I mean, yeah. I've I've known Anthony for a while. Um and, you know, just getting to meet you today, I mean, once again the potential with, you know, what you guys are doing. I mean, I think this is amazing and as we talked about before the mics came on, I mean, Anthony, like you have your stuff so well put together and you're, uh, I think you're a hidden mm-hmm. gem and this in the valley and surrounding community where like once people start to get to know who you are and the message that you have, it's so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so out of this world, like what this area needs, what people need right. um, as they start to get exposed to that and you guys grow more. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be excited to be behind that mission and help you in any way that I can um, to see that happen because you guys are both great people. Thank you. Appreciate you doing this. Thank you. That's why I I joined this. I joined the church in October. I've known him for ten years. Wow. I joined the church in October. The first thing I said was, "I said we got to get you in front of a microphone because mm-hmm. you have a great message. You're a great personality, and the the just not even the area. The world needs to hear." what you have to say and hear your story and yeah. get to know you. You have a gift, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm like, where did this guy come from? Right. It's a permanent fitness. You're the office one. I'm like, like who's this guy? Wow. I'm like, he's Oh, yeah, he's talking you talking up like, at the office. I don't all this religion and philosophy, all these wonderful things I love, and he just has all this knowledge on it and mm-hmm. leadership and everything else. I'm like, this is great. It's, you know, you know, yeah, it's cool. However, you know, without the business, I probably would have never known that mm-hmm. you existed. You know, and vice versa. So, I mean, that's what I mean, getting that out there and letting people know who you are. 
Well, that's that's you. like our godly responsibility now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm humbled by that. That took a nice <laughs> <little longer. laughs> so, but I appreciate that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna well, end it there before because Marissa used up all of her Kleenex. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> all right.